Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid News Update. Keep an eye on George Kittle's status in practice on Thursday. He did not practice on Wednesday for the San Francisco 49ers as they look ahead to the NFC Championship game this upcoming weekend. He was spotted in sweatpants and sneakers at Wednesday's practice. And the Chicago Bears added ex-Jaguars offensive coordinator John DeFilippo to their coaching ranks. He'll join... Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All All right, here we go. It is is that time of day again. That time of week, Thursday, January the 16th, 2020. As we get you caught up with with the headlines from uh, overnight in the world of sports, take a look ahead at the card here today as we've got uh, five NBA games. Uh, we've got uh, 11, uh, 12 rather, NHL games, and of course, uh, uh, 69 college basketball games on tap here. Uh, it is that kind of season. It is that much. And don't forget, Sunday, NFL, we still got that going on. So uh, it, we are rolling this time of year, getting ready, of course, for uh, usually right around this time we are Gearing up a little bit. We know that pitchers and catchers uh, are going to start reporting for baseball. That's just around the corner. Uh, We're at the halfway point of the NBA season. uh, And, uh, of course, the NHL, they have their all-star game coming up uh, next week in in St. Louis. So it's a fun time of year. And you would think at most we'd be like, ah, couple of signings here or there, pitchers and catchers, and that would be the end of the baseball talk. And, Hmm. yeah, no. No, no, no. I got to give credit to Rob Mayer. He really knows how to throw a damper uh, towards the NFL, the NBA, college hoops, and everybody else who normally enjoys the uh, publicity this time of year. But nope, Rob Manfred's like, screw all y'all. We're dominating. It's baseball time here, folks. And it's, uh, it continues to roll as we already knew. We learned this week, Houston, all right, crushing. Crushing blow. Fire everybody. Gone. Now the Red Sox. And you know it's bad for the Red Sox. You know we we still haven't heard what the punishment's going to be for the Red Sox organization, who has now apparently been caught twice with their hand in the cookie jar. Uh, We know that Cora stepped away. Congratulations. But when you get not one, not two, when you get John Henry and three talking heads to show up at a podium, uh, in January about the Boston yep. Red Sox. And it's not because they just signed, uh, you know, Garrett Cole or, <laughs> or they got, or they stole somebody from the Yankees. Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's not good here and it's not good. Neither was that Prescott 45 minutes of, we can't answer that question. Uh, they basically could have just released a statement that Alex Cora and I, we decided to part ways. We get it. Uh, but it is, it is no doubt going to be a very uh, dark day there for Boston at some point. Now, the rumors coming out is that it's going to be uh, this is going to be very much on par in some aspects, maybe worse because it is a multi offending kind of thing. Now, it wasn't Houston, but again, it's still it's still what well, Apple watches. It's che- whatever it is. 
Alex Cora was behind it. They knew it. They were told to stop. They didn't. So the question is, what is the penalty going to be for the Red Sox? They know something is coming. They just, you could tell it wasn't a good day in Boston yesterday. And my favorite is the New York Mets. And the New York Mets now continue to get hammered with questions going, what are you doing with Carlos Beltran? The only player mentioned in that entire report, but oh yeah, the guy, the also the only dude mentioned in that report who didn't get punished for anything. Who, who, who We already know he's not going to get punished. So it's kind of a rock and a hard place for the New York Mets. Your initial, if you had to put a hundred bucks down on it right now, is he the manager of spring training moving forward? Does Carlos Beltran remain with the Mets? If you had to make a bet right now, what way would you go? Morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates on Make It Rain. Joe, I've been saying this all week. <laughs> Joe, this is exactly what I've been saying all week. And we were talking about you at first were saying, oh, the players won't. And that was the line that was going to get drawn in the sand, right? And I've been saying that this is going to sprawl and just be such a bad look that teams, the Mets, the Red Sox, will have no other choice but to drop the hammer. I've been saying, like, okay, Major League Baseball won't do anything, but the team can still turn around and do something to get away from the stain, to get away from the stench of this scandal. There's no reason the Mets need to be associated with this, so I do believe that they are going to drop the hammer on Carlos Beltran in an effort to, in an effort to distance themselves from this entire scandal. That's what I've been saying all week. I know, Joe, that he's the player, and they don't want to touch the players because then and that's dealing with the union and all that stuff. But this has been my position all week long. And let me give you two other reasons I do think they may drop the hammer on Beltran. One is, you got to wonder what happened in the interview. Did Beltran tell them this or did he try to cover it up for the Mets in the interview process, right? You know, I think it's one thing if he was forthcoming and being like, yo, guys, this is going to happen, you know, and then at least maybe the Mets knew about it. But if he lied to them, that this was coming and that he's, you know, he got nothing to do with it, then the Mets have no other choice, okay? The other mm-hmm. thing here is there's a new billionaire owner, okay? And Steve Cohen bought, got the, re- this transaction happened after they hired Carlos Beltran. So now this Matt, this, this, Cohen can come in and say, I don't care what's going on. I'm, I own the team. I don't want this guy as the face of my franchise. Okay. And that, I know he's not in day to day operations just yet, but the man owns the team. If he wants to do something, he can tell him and they'd be gone and he's gone, Beltran. Okay. So, mm. yes, Joe, I have thought that Beltran will also feel the brunt of this. I know he was a player. But now he's a manager, and I don't think the Mets want this to be around him. I've been saying this for a while. I think Beltran goes too. Well, it's you know, the problem is it's not it's not that cut and dry because it, it, it's really not because and I can tell you this again. While it's dominating the headlines now, ultimately nothing's changed here. Vegas hasn't changed the numbers. Books haven't changed. It doesn't change the team. It doesn't doesn't change anything about how these teams are going to play. And one thing we know about baseball fans is once they're back on the diamond, once they're playing games, nobody cares. Nobody is going to care whether Carlos Beltran is the manager of the Mets or not. Nobody's going to care that Alex Cora isn't a Red Sox. The team's taught, hell, they're 40 to 1. They were always 40 to 1 whether Cora was there or not to win the World Series. This is nothing changes on the big picture of things outside of 
we get to talk baseball for a little while here in January when we normally don't. But I will say this, Carlos Beltran, it's not that simple for the Mets. I know everyone wants it to be, but it's not. You got to understand, you have the Wilpons here now who are already paying Mickey Calloway for a contract that they didn't live up to, so they got to pay him. They're going to have to pay Carlos Beltran the contract, which means they got to hire a third manager, which they're going to pay three managers now. And we all know the Wilpons that they just throw money around. It, right, but Cohen is a different a animal. Situation. Hey, again, optics will go away. They know this. Once games start, nobody's going to care. Beltran. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, welcome back in here, guys, to The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com uh, as we get ready. Just a couple of days now, 72 hours away from Championship Sunday. And uh, there will be two teams heading to Miami in order to be able to play for a Super Bowl championship, which is yes, sir. always going to be fun. And, uh, of course, I think these two games here, uh, as the money continues to roll in, at the same rate it has pretty much all week, uh, still right around that uh, uh, two-thirds of the bets coming in on the favorites here on both sides of these games, lines holding steady. So I do think that maybe beginning on uh, late Friday, early Saturday, maybe we'll start to see some different money come in. But it's coming in, and the numbers are continuing to uh, to roll. So it'll be... I can't wait to see what the tally is for the the handle in a lot of places because yeah. there were that national championship game. Um, I there were a couple of places, a handful of um, a handful of sports books around this uh, country where we were talking guys two hundred and fifty thousand from just a handful of books somewhere around the two hundred and fifty two hundred and sixty thousand handle mark. In other words, tickets on a game where Sunday, and let's just, for instance, the uh, the games prior, the divisional matchups here, which got these teams here, um, you were looking more like 60, 70,000, somewhere in that mm. ballpark. So uh, just a unbelievable flurry of recreational dollars that normally don't show up, showed up for that national championship game. I'm wondering what that's going to be this weekend now that, it's the only football left here. Two games, two, four teams. And then, of course, you know, those are kinds of Super Bowl numbers, what we saw for the national championship game, which is kind of crazy. And right now they're pacing to be a hell of a lot more than what they were last weekend. So I have no doubt, Dane, that by Friday, Saturday, yeah, we'll start to see some more and more of that recreational money uh, come in. I mean, the we're not dropping whales out of the sky here that are all of a sudden going to come in and drop all of this money. They've always been there. The sure. ticket count tells me 
legalized sports betting across the country more and more acceptable, more and more mainstream, and it won't be law this time next year. I think that 250, 260 mark from a ticket count and just a handful, that'll be the norm. Uh, that'll be the norm on uh, on any given Sunday. So uh, it's it's a good sign, I think, that, yes, people are adapting and people are becoming more accepting, which is exactly the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. First of all, though, remember, and you said this the entire time, what was also unique this year around was the idea that there were two weeks between Mm -hmm. the semis and the championship game, right? So you had twice the amount of time to accumulate that handle, right, on the college football championship. Um, So that was kind of unique. Remember that with the outlier of the uh, dome being double booked? And so it makes me think, you know, I'm old enough to remember uh, when there was only one week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, right? And then they changed it to two weeks. They moved the Pro Bowl. So I wonder if they'll – Keep it that way when they see how much how much money is being accumulated by the public betting these games. But absolutely. And to your point, Joe, the fact that we even exist as a network, the fact that you know we talk about it on prime on, you know, mainstream TV where odds are and, and spreads and line movements just show that the idea of sports investing has come out of the shadows and is more mainstream. And I hope everybody's celebrating for it yeah no it it's uh it continues the role and uh the anticipation is uh, by the summertime uh, another half dozen states will uh will get that uh, legislation that, passed Cuomo? through yeah it's uh and those that already have it again we're at the 20 20 state mark right now uh full-blown right. obviously some of those states are navigating through the idea of mobile betting in some form but sure. the legislation has been passed and while I believe the number was 11 more states currently right now have it, including the state I'm in here in Florida. The legislation is it's in the desk. It's it's already been proposed. Right. It's there. Um, so the hope is that at least another dozen states by the end of the year will go ahead and have the uh, the proper voting in place. And it will become signing by the governor. And voila, we'll be up to 32 before the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. But at least six more by the summertime means that it's here to stay, guys. And uh, the numbers, you don't have to look much further than the numbers. You know, Jersey last year, $4.5 in bets, guys. That equals over $100 million in tax revenue for states. They're not idiots. Uh, They understand what's going on here. And the biggest problem for politicians and for people in this is this perception of the the moral high ground right. which has always been the thing with game which was always a joke was always laughable because it's a billion dollar industry whether you made it legal or not so the fact that you exactly. take it from out of the shadows and put it in the forefront yeah look at what's happening now I don't, you know nobody's losing their house and no, nobody's setting fires there isn't oh. armageddon yeah, right. no no honestly joe And, you know, I don't know what our politics are around some of these things, but this is a this is running a kind of parallel path to marijuana. Right. 
you know, in terms of state by state, mm -hmm. in terms of the perception of it being in the shadows, when states do it and take the plunge, oh, wow, it's not actually in the shadows. Oh, wow, look at the revenue it generates for the states in yep. terms of taxes, regulation, that sort of stuff. And you don't got people, you know, killing each other to, to knock over dispensaries in Colorado or California, yep. you know, and look at all the money that's generated here. It's straight up economic policy, okay? Yep. And uh, that's where it's going to be. What's what? What do you think will get to 40 states first? Weed or sports gaming? No, definitely sports. Uh, well, yeah? how many? Okay. Uh, if, Weed's well, in the high 20s, low 30s 20s, also. right? Yeah, it yeah, is it's there. It's around the same uh, yeah. place. It's yeah. around the yeah. same. That's why I think it's parallel tracks. Well, to me, the, re the real question is recreationally. When will we get to that number recreationally? Because medically, mm -hmm. I think it's, sure. it, yes, it's going to get okay. there before it, it, it better get there. I mean, get your head out of your ass. But the uh, this aspect of it here, and look, even gotcha. states that are passing the legislation, right, like New York, they're having, it's like half a day. Like, yeah, we'll do it. Let's see what Rich the reaction mortar, is. And then we'll let mobile go. Like, right. so it's, they're so still it. trying Brick to. Brick and mortar. Is me right. medicinal marijuana. Right, Mobile exactly. phone is recreational exactly. marijuana. <laughs> exactly correct. Yes. Yeah. Do we want to make it? So we'll throw it's like dipping the toe in the sand. You're like, oh, well, let's see here. Is it right. uh, anybody right. blowing anything up? Any big? Okay, can right. I get reelected? All right, good. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's let's get mobile betting. <laughs> right. And that's and how ridiculous kind of it is. But I it's just say it's the same thing. thing because of the yep. the the revenue. That it generates. And at some point, politicians will not be able to look the other way. It is yep. an economic policy, Joe. That's correct. Yep, that's correct. And it's so funny because most states, uh, even Oklahoma, which is uh, extremely conservative. Um, very conservative, but, you know, they've got Indian casinos there that, that yep. people go to every week. So yep. it's, you know, the idea that there's no No, that's not the case. It's I think stigma, the biggie Joe, is going to be. stigma and public perception. Yeah. And as soon as when you get California to, it, to, to take uh, to get it passed, when California does it, when Florida does it, sure. uh, when you get those ends of the spectrum and the amount of revenue that comes from those states and doing it, uh, number one, Nevada is going to have a big problem right there because yeah, right. that's there's really for. A, and again, don't don't mistaken. Casinos aren't sports betting. It's not the same thing. A lot of people put that in the right. same category because you're not going to go play right. blackjack. I mean, you can in some some places in California, but you know, Nevada's a it's a destination. It's not just gambling. It's a destination spot. But from a sports betting perspective, the handle if California gets it and all those teams and all the sports yeah, they the desert on a Friday evening. Wow, is it going to be a game changer, man? It's going to be a big game changer. So, and it's already in motion there, as is, you know, here in in Florida too. So, a lot of that money that goes to other places right now in this state here, that all stays in. And and again, that's the other big problem, Dane, is states are getting smart, like uh, Indiana. And I, why do I want my residents going to spend money over in Iowa? Like, what the hell that's am I? North has to see also that people, businessmen, operate the ferry. On their lunch break to pay place a bet. They're losing exactly to correct. the neighbors. Right, yeah. And what, you don't want to create jobs? Is that yeah. like, Stop. you know how many people are going to work? <laughs> it's like, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Long live sports betting, baby. Long live it, damn it. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So time to head over to uh, YouTube um, as Sports Grid Network would be the channel for you to be able to enjoy and never miss uh, all the sports wagering and fantasy advice you need all the time. One spot, guys, Sports Grid Network. Hit the little bell in the upper right-hand corner. Head over to YouTube and subscribe. And as long as you are uh, perusing uh, social media today on Insta, why don't you head over to at Sports Grid TV? Make sure you. Uh, I'm just saying, you might as well just head over and tell us there as well at Sports Grid TV. Now, we had told you guys there is um, uh, golf tournaments too starting here today. Yes. So now, be I am thinking a pretty good idea for you to embark on being the next daily fantasy golf legend. You can do it right now. You can go for the green. And you can do it with DailyRoto.com. And for a limited time right now, get a f- get free access to DailyRoto's PGA DFS products. Those include fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, a whole set of PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. So don't lay up. Go for the green right now. DailyRoto. Head to DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code GREEN. And that'll start your free seven-day golf membership. That promo code GREEN at DailyRoto.com. And remember that DailyRoto.com, yep, it is where millionaires are made. And we'll dive into uh, some of those uh, tee times and some of those matchups here for the American Express and uh, Abu Dhabi uh, tournaments there. We'll get that to you coming up. But uh, interesting enough there, Dane. Some headlines in uh, yesterday came across from the NFL. Certainly uh, worth discussing here. For instance, um, number one, we've got uh, we've got one of the all-time greats not hanging it up, coming back, and I think this speaks volume to what he thinks of his uh, his quarterback, and that yeah. being Larry Fitzgerald is coming back. For a 17th season, guys, he announced it. There was many who thought that this would be it, that he would hang it up and uh, go out on What the hell else does Larry have at all to prove to anybody? And he's a very, very intelligent man. He's a good guy. He's one of the, yeah. you know, the true pros of the game. And, and, and he felt that bro. last year it was good. They convinced him to come back because of Kyler Murray. We need you here. Be that security blanket. Well, he says uh, in a tweet here, he said this season was among the most fun of my career. The future is so bright for this team. I relish the opportunity to build with this talented young nucleus. Arizona is where I started, and it is where I will finish. 2020, let's get to work. So uh, big, and I mean big news for the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, and more importantly, Kyler Murray. Uh, he obviously, and I think this speaks fine, a dude that's been in the league 17 years, he did make it to the big show once. I mean, let's not, uh, he right. did. He had a pretty good quarterback there, but for the most part of his seven, you know, his 16 seasons, it's been, it's been a lot of misery, but something has got to be there 
for him to sign a one-year deal to come back for yet another season, um, there, there's got to be something there. I think this is uh, this speaks volumes uh, with him coming back. Absolutely. Um, I co-sign and echo everything you've said about the kind of uh, person, apparently, that Larry Fitzgerald is, and obviously the player that he is. I just checked when you were talking to look at all-time records also to see if, like, he had the chance to inch up on any all-time lists with, like, one more year. You know what I mean? We've seen Adrian Peterson and others climb it. And no, uh, he is going to definitively be number two. All Mm. time, Joe, in receptions and in receiving yards. He's already number two all time in catches, um, but he's like a good 200 behind Jerry Rice, so he ain't catching him. And he's already number two all time in receiving yards, but he's, you know, a distance away from Jerry Rice, and so he won't catch him. He's going to finish number two all time, Joe, which is amazing. And and I think you're right. This does speak to... uh, the momentum of the Arizona Cardinals, right? It seems like uh, maybe they are building something there. Maybe they are on the on the upswing. And I personally, Joe, think that the Rams have a lot to figure out and the financial walls are closing in on them. You know San Francisco will be there. Seattle will be there as long as Russell Wilson is upright and healthy. But, you know, yeah, maybe you can add Arizona into this. And again, Arizona is going to have a fourth place schedule next year i would not be surprised if arizona makes a jump and wins like seven games next year yeah it's um it's going to be interesting i think that's uh that's a great litmus test for people next year especially if you're looking to buy uh into some future bets for arizona depending on what those numbers are 74 catches 804 yards four touchdowns last year he is entering too uh, and you had mentioned number two behind uh, Rice in receiving yards and catches, but also he's chasing him down 243 straight games with a reception right now. Uh, and that will continue next year. That two is second to Jerry, but uh, if he can manage to pull off uh, a couple of more games in a row, it looks like he will become the all-time leader. So love Larry Fitzgerald, love what that means for the Arizona Cardinals. He right. must be sold. Now, speaking of sold, we got another offense uh, coming up in the uh, National Football League that's in need of a coach. And, uh, in fact, uh, Jason Garrett did head to the Giants and interview for the offensive coordinator position. Now, that was so convoluted with the announcement of uh, the new head coach and what was Garrett right. going to do. And, uh, listen, Joe Judge, we get it. Well, again, they went – they told us that they had asked permission prior to hiring Judge, and then they didn't, and then it it got so messed up because everyone was busy going, who the hell is Joe Judge? But they did. It was confirmed. They did ask to interview him from an offensive coordinator position. So this just took, once the music died down, yeah, they went ahead and they did it. So he's 53 years old. Don't forget, he does have ties to the Giants organization, guys. He played there from 2000 to 2003. He's an ex-Giant. So we like to always think, like, oh, he was a diehard Cowboy. Yeah, for most of his career. But he did play with the Giants. And from what I understand, those three years, very well respected in the building. Even the Maras knew he wanted to be a coach. Um, They were very willing, uh, even back then, to have him as part of the organization. So... I, I like I they interviewed Mike Shula earlier uh, to this week. Um, he's got he's going to talk to Freddie Kitchens. 
I don't hate the Jason Garrett. If that's the case, what are you going to do? I don't hate him bringing in a guy as an OC who's coached head coaching in the NFL, in your division. I don't have a, I like Jason Garrett from that standpoint for Joe Judge. Uh, plus, he's a, what is he, a Princeton guy, I think. You know, you're talking mm, a Duke yeah. guy and Daniel Jones, Princeton. You know what I mean? There's going to be synergy there between these two dudes. Uh, I don't hate the Jason Garrett hire. People will go, oh, uh, who better to help you take down the Cowboys than Jason Garrett? Uh, yeah, I mean, did he? But he didn't. They didn't hire him yet, right? They just he's just interviewing. Is it official that he, he's hired? No, he did. He came in yesterday, and and, and they haven't hired. They haven't hired anybody at least since the they, he was there yesterday. But no, oh, okay. uh, But he is there. Him and Schuler were the guys, right. and Freddie Kitchens is next. But he's not right. The they haven't hired giant. him yet. But okay. I don't I, I hate wanted, it. Yeah. I didn't know if I yeah. missed something. Okay, no problem. Right now, um, yeah. just wanted to double check that. So, uh, you know, Joe, sure. Sure. Uh, it just doesn't it doesn't really move the needle for me. Everything you said um, makes sense. Right. Like maybe they'll be simpatico. Yeah. The Maras were impressed with him, you know, 15 years ago. I just. Joe, and I do like the idea we talked about having a new young head coach that it was his first time having kind of an established guy as in a coordinator position who knew the lay of the land can help him with certain things. We thought that would be on the defensive side of the ball, but getting your OC to do that, have that kind of presence. Sure. You know, I just none of this is going to matter until we see it on the field, Joe. You know, because, like, if they start to take some strides, we're going to be like, oh, my God, look at Joe Judge. Yeah, Garrett is one of those coordinators, not head coaches, right? But if this goes left, there's going to be the same blame game, you know, the same kind of narrative about these guys. So, I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I want to – I'm holding out hope. I'm not going to have a quote-unquote hot take on it, Joe. Well, I'm holding well, out who? hope to see what happens. Who are you holding hope for? I, I'm just curious because Mike Shula moves the needle for you? No, I'm not saying any of them do. I mean, Joe Freddy Brady Pitchens? did for me. Joe Brady did for me going to Carolina. Joe Brady did Why? for me going to Carolina. Why, though? Why did he? Because he won a national championship in college? And because he was from the Saints pedigree, and I like that Saints offense. Okay, great. So his resume but again, and his resume. He doesn't have a better resume than Jason Garrett does. <laughs> you don't think so? He's 30 years old. I mean, what is what the hell does he know about being an OC in the NFL? Yeah, we talk about the coaching tree all the time, right, Joe? This Joe Judge came from Saban, came from Parcells, right? So that's what I mean. Came from Sean Payton, came, you know, that, that sort of stuff. That's that's so what I mean. a name that would move the needle that makes sense for a 38-year-old special teams coordinator who's now a head coach for the New York Giants with a second-year quarterback in Daniel Jones. Who the hell is out there that, that would – Freddie Kitchens. On the offensive side of the ball? My, the offensive yeah, side who, ball? who else is better and more qualified than Jason Garrett right now? Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying, eh, you know, like, I, I don't disagree. It's not like I can pull a name out of thin air. I'm just saying none of them seem to, like, I'm not inspired by any of this. <laughs> like, I'm just not, <laughs> you know, and so I want to see how it plays out on the field. Yeah, well, they, they're, unfortunately, they got to make a decision sooner <laughs> yeah. rather than later. Oh, no, no, and, I'm, uh, not, Joe, I'm, not, I'm not throwing shade at it. You know, I'm just saying, all right, we'll see. <laughs> you know, I mean, the damn, uh, what was it also? The Bears hired John Filippo as an OC, right? I'm like, all right, let's see. 
of the available candidates, and that's the other big problem here, unless you're going to go fishing in a – and let's face it, it doesn't really make a difference who the Bears hire. It's Matt Nagy. He's the one calling the plays anyway. Um, the Giants are in a situation where you got a special teams dude. Like, what the right. – he ain't calling plays. Like, he's he going to be no help to the offensive side whatsoever. He's going to have his own hands full. And if I'm talking about a bunch of retreads like Shuler from the coordinator spot yeah. – Please give me a guy with experience, somebody with ex- head coaching experience on that staff. Anybody. Sure. I'm just Please. like, eh, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Please. Because there ain't a hell of a lot else left. Who that, else? That's true. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So uh, we got a few other headlines here in the uh, the NFL uh, that we learned yesterday, and uh, yeah. we had known that we got a uh, the passing uh, coordinator for LSU. Uh, you had mentioned there Joe Brady right. signed with the Carolina Panthers. He is the new offensive uh, coordinator, and uh, good stuff there from uh, you know the uh, what he did with Joe Burrow, how he helped that to program, having that whole West Coast offense. Uh, background there with uh, with Sean Payton and company. Right. Really good stuff now, taking that over to a team who has um, uh, zero idea who the quarterback is going to be. But it appears it is not going to be Cam Newton. At least mm. that's the latest report where uh, they plan on trading. I mean, the, the rebuild is, is beginning right. here. Uh, it looks like Cam Newton, once he is uh, fully healed from the uh, Liz Frank injury there, he will, in fact, uh, be on the block there. 30 years old, set to count uh, a little over $21 million against the cap. So not a huge figure, given the fact that, you know, the quarterback market continues to reset itself year after year after year anyway. Uh, but if teams want to trade for Newton, they could use – Obviously, draft picks is collateral to say, all right, we'd, yeah. we'd love to be able to take them. You know, we'll give you, a, you know, give you a couple of draft picks here. We'll take the money on. So there's, you know, and maybe you can bring in a veteran with this market like a Philip Rivers or somebody else. You can absolutely get rid of Cam Newton, start from fresh, bring in a placeholder sure. and gather draft the necessary. Yeah, gather the necessary. But here is my question to you. It's twofold with this. Number one, if you are the Carolina Panthers right now, and this is the avenue you're going to go, are you not doing everything in your power to move up and get Joe Burrow? Uh, Given what we know about Joe Brady, are you not at the very least going to entertain the idea and try to maneuver and and get a feel for uh, the ability of you know, trading Cam Newton, doing a swap, being able to get, you know, enough assets with that to be able to move up and get Joe Burrow with what you just watched with uh, Joe Brady and Joe Burrow. That's question number one. And question number two, 
Um, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, how in the hell do you let Joe Brady go to the Carolina Panthers when you know you've got the number one pick and you're going to take Joe Burrow and you don't think it would have been smart to bring, oh, I don't know, the kid that helped him win the Heisman in a national championship? Uh, you're going to let him go to the Carolina Panthers? Uh, right. I, I'm confused with that as well, but he's going to be out there. He's going number one. The question is, who's he going to go number one to? If I'm Carolina and I've already made the decision to move on from Newton, give me enough ad. Give me something to be able to go up and put Joe Burrow, Joe Brady together, and let's see what you can get moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know that they have enough bullets in the chamber, Joe, to get it done. Yeah, you know no, what no. I mean? Whatever the try. price is. And every GM has, like, a formula, right, for what those picks are worth. That's how they right. know, like, oh, a second and a third round pick can get me to move up from 17 to 3 or whatever it is, right? They, it's kind of set in place. There's an agreed-upon value of all those picks and what it means. So we'll see. Carolina, I believe, right now is at 7. They're in the top 10. I believe they're, like, they're 6 in the top, or 7 yeah. or 8. Um, so maybe it could get it done, but here's the thing. Honestly, if I'm the Bengals, I ain't, I don't know that I'm listening. You know, Joe, I don't know that I'm hearing it unless I get completely blown away. And I don't know that Carolina wants to spend all that capital mm-hmm. in order to do it when they're in the rebuild mode. Right. So could it happen? I'm sure it's worth the phone call. I just don't know that Carolina has the assets to get it done, even though they're only at seven to move up. You know, the six spots to get one. I think Cincinnati is so excited about the chance to have their Ohio native son, you know, be there for the next 12 years. So while it's a good idea, I don't I just don't think ultimately it'll go down that way. And think about it. Chip Kelly had a chance to get Mariota to the Eagles um, in that year when he was becoming the head coach. I think that was the same year like Mariota was coming out. And a lot of people thought Philly would do that. They ultimately did not, you know, so um, it'll be interesting. And you got to think, Joe, do you think Cam Newton is the prize possession out of all of these, like out of the Andy Dalton, Mariota, Rivers, potentially Carr, Brissett, all the names we've been talking about, Jameis, Teddy Bridgewater. Does Cam immediately go to the top of the list? Oh, if healthy, absolutely. Uh, but he's but we don't know brings... if he's healthy, right? That's an open question. Again, for teams. If if he's healthy, yes. And the right. reality is he is a huge, he's a huge asset. He's a huge chess sure. piece because teams sure. will be at, at 30 years old, teams would be willing to give up their future. We've seen hell, they the Rams were willing to do it for for Ramsey. All right. Imagine what Even if you uh, could just a team sign another one do. of these guys. They you could just sign a Mariota. You could just get a, you know, a Rivers. You would yeah, spend so you'd, the assets. You'd rather a 40-year-old Rivers over a 30-year-old Cam New? Absolutely not. I mean, the bottom line is he is going to command whoever, right. if they're going to trade him, he's going to command. There is somebody going to overpay for Cam Newton, whether Someone it's right will. or wrong. I don't know if it'll be my friend. They're going to do it. Yeah, he is going <laughs> to do it will. without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely Someone will. somebody will. You do yeah. it is the question. Somebody's going to overpay for Mary. Somebody's going to overpay for Andy Dalton. Somebody, there's yes. always a team in the NFL that is going is to fall in love with the one. idea, and yes. it's going to happen. So but the my question, question is, is, would you do it, though? You, Not would someone yeah. do it. Would you, if you were GM, but again, would you if, do it? Who, though? I mean, to say somebody, yes, yeah, somebody, but who? I mean, in context, a team that needs a quarterback. Would the Raiders do it? Yeah, I'm sure the Raiders yes. would do it. Would I do it if I was the Raiders? Yeah, I would do it. Would I do it if I was San Diego and Tom Brady doesn't want to come out? 
yeah, I'm close. I am close, and having a guy like Cam Newton would certainly put me over the top. So, yeah, there's a few teams I'd be willing to win now, not for the future. The question is, can Carolina, what is Carolina, if you're trading him, that haul that you can get for him can, I think, absolutely can be used to everybody's got a price, even Cincinnati. As nice as it is to have Joe Burrow and the hometown kid, everybody's got a price. This guy seems like he doesn't really care about spending money or doing what he's got to do. But if they're choosing to hit the reset button, then maybe they're looking, since Matt Rule is there for the long haul with seven years, maybe they're hitting the reset button and saying, you know what, we'll take Trevor Lawrence in 2021. We got no problem with that. We're going to dismantle and do the teardown like the Miami Dolphins and see what we can get. But this guy Tepper seems to me like a guy that is – He's willing to overpay for, for anything, money, like right? anything to get what he wants. So yeah. we saw that even I was watching the, the Amazon Prime show All or Nothing. You could tell just by the money he spent on the damn practice field for the Carolina Panthers. Right. You're right. Half There's million dollars cap. for a for a 30 year old offensive That's coordinator for college like salary cap on players, but not on facilities, not on coaches. And he's ready yeah. to spend. OK, yeah. I guess that. You're right, Joe. Like, it depends on where you are as a team. Do you want a one-year bridge kind of guy? Then Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady makes sense. Do you want a guy you think you can coach up and it's just a change of scenery? Mm-hmm. Then it's a, you know, a Mariota, a Dalton. Who knows? If you are a team that's primed and ready and you think Cam can be the cherry on top, so be it, right? There will be a market for him. I do, though, Joe, think because this year – there are so many other names that are out there and viable. It hurts the price tag, right? It's a market. And other teams will have other options. So does that tamp down the value? It's the same as free agency, right? If there's options, it hurts the players that are in that market. Now, Cam does stand out among them. But, like, if, 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 if Carolina's like, oh, it'll cost a blah, 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 and that is too rich for the team's blood, they could be like, eh, all right, I'll just go get Mariota instead. And it won't well, be the if, same. But not with the quarter. If you are Cam Newton with all of the quarterbacks that are available, including Tom Brady, all right, you don't care what it costs to go get the quarterback you need. He is not – you're not putting Mariota – oh, I'll settle for Mariota. When you have a chance to get Cam Newton, if you're willing to pay the price, you're going to pay for Cam Newton. You are not – you're not settling for Mariota or Andy Dalton. You're going to go out there. It's that next level. The question is, do you want to overpay for a 43-year-old Tom Brady who resembles nothing as to what this NFL looks like anymore? Or do I want to go ahead and say, oh, I don't know, take a uh, guy that has proven he can't get it done in Mariota or Andy Dalton or, you know, when you're talking about the middle of the road guys, they're all the same. I get it. The market for an Andy Dalton and a Mariota ain't going to be anything like what it's going to be for Cam Newton. You think Cam, Cam dude, is a totally different ball game. He's a, he's thirty. He's st- if he is healthy, yeah. then he is yeah. a guy that brings asses in the seats, does it yeah. right. He's he's the leader of your team. And yes. by the way, he's got all the respect of everybody in the building. So yes. he's not Tom Brady. I think Brady's the bigger question. Who the okay. hell is going to pay for a forty-four-year-old dude who can't move? I hear you. Uh, you're saying Cam is a cut above if he is healthy, Joe. Well, well there's, he yeah. hasn't finished the season in like the last three. 
doesn't matter. What? That's not going to matter. It's the if if his the, if the doctors sign off on a Klein bill of health, it's not going to be. You're getting a 30 year old absolute game changer with the right code and the right scheme, asses in seats, everything that comes along with Cam Newton. Nobody that's available this year with the veteran can even touch him or come close to what Cam Newton brings to a franchise. And again, for at least. Now, if you can protect him another four or five years, I I mean, There's that's in that sentence, though, Joe, if he stays healthy, if you can protect him, if he's in the right scheme. Well, it starts with if he's healthy. But again, yes. you're going to have a healthy. pissed off Cam Newton who is going to be traded and is going to have a chip on his shoulder. And we saw how that yeah. worked out, uh, you know, for Florida last time. So uh, I a motivated year off, refreshed, ready to go. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be healthy. And I and I think Carolina knows that if he's going to be healthy, it's they're going to maximize the value they can get for him. And somebody like Gruden or somebody like somebody that's close or even, hell, Elway, somebody is going to overpay to bring his ass into there. And you know what? I don't blame him because, you know, the idea that I'll just, well, if I don't get Cam, I'll, I'll lowball Cam and I'll get Mariota. Oh, hell no. Like you get married, I'm good. I'll take Cam all day long. All, especially if it's a contender and they're just a player or two away. Give me Cam Newton all day long. I understand and I agree with you that he could be the cherry on top for a couple of contending teams. Absolutely. You know, Joe, I, I'm a fan of Cam, Cam Newton. I think he's gotten a, a raw deal in the NFL. I really do. Okay. The only issue for me is am I going to shove all in and spend it? Because then he's my guy for the next, what, four years, let's say, right? <sighs> the injury history would bother me, Joe. It really, it just well, would. Because I'd have to sell, I, you know, it just would bother listen, me. The quarterback position is an evolving position. If you want longevity in the league, you have to evolve as you get older and you become okay. wiser. Cam is not 23. Anybody that's going to be willing to pay what it's going to cost to get Cam in there, who is going to run him like the Carolina friggin' Panthers did, yeah. uh, ridiculousness, you're an idiot. It, it, it's why you if you're going to give a guy a three or a five year deal with Cam because you got him in his prime, guys. He's 30. He's right. not 35. Sure. He's 30. So if you can protect him and you invest in the right, send him the send him to Indy and watch how fast Indy all of a sudden is now a team in the AFC that people are going, holy crap. With that offensive line, with that yeah, Cam Newton uh is absolutely a guy you want to be able to build around over the next five years. You're not going to run them like Carolina, who just basically chewed him up and spit him out. Let's be realistic. But if you're if you're not running him, then is he still a game breaker? Yes, because the threat of him running at 30 years old, unlike Tom Brady, who is never going to run ever. Brady's the guy I feel that a team's going to get suckered. They're going to somebody's going to get paid him and get screwed. Absolutely. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
uh, ching last night. Those of you that uh, tailed us, uh, congratulations. Uh, making mental notes. And it, uh, it is. There's plenty of more opportunities here. But, uh, again, the Syracuse Orangemen, divisional <laughs> opponent in the Carrier Dome, first half under. Uh, I don't know how many. De- we'll just keep hammering it home, and hopefully sooner or later you're going to uh, – you're going to listen because not only did the under hit, it, uh, it did exactly what we thought it would do. Uh, six, uh, 13 points uh, scored by Boston College in the first half there. Uh, 63 and a half was the total uh, and yet did not even come close. Uh, neither did the full game because they did figure it out in the second half and scored 37. Sure. But by that point, the game was already over and there is there is an edge, guys. We're always looking for an edge. and Bayheim, his defense, that carrier dome for new, especially teams that were a little bit younger, like a Boston College in the. I've co- been there before. Takes him forever, man. It takes him. It's not. I mean, it's been going on for 30 years. It's been one of the most profitable trends there is. So make a note if you didn't hop on it last night. Syracuse at home in the conference, first half under. It's uh, it, it's it's a thing of beauty, man. 13 friggin' points, Dane. I was laughing. I was. <laughs> I was laughing. I got the and, update on my phone. <laughs> and I was like, was so funny. All yep. right. <laughs> yep. I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good. And, and you know what? We'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll we'll just anticipate that Boston College will school uh, a few more points in the second. And sure enough, what? 37, 38. So yeah. plenty of opportunities I, with it. It's such a unique situation. It really is. I will remind everyone of this when inevitably there's March Madness games in the Dome as well. Yes. And then you'll have two teams that have never been there before and not understand the depth perception. And Beheim, listen, Beheim has specifically recruited for the 2-3 zone for 20 years. And you'd be like, what, well, what does that mean? He recruits guys that are lanky, long arm Hakeem Warwick, you know, for a reason. This way, when you're practicing against the 2-3 zone, when you're preparing to play Syracuse, it looks one way. All of a sudden, the holes, the passing lanes that are there when you're practicing aren't there anymore. You can't practice for Lamar Jackson. You can't practice for the 2-3 zone the way Syracuse yeah, not during the season, which again is why conference play. Yeah, you know Boston College a couple of nights prior takes them a Happiness. half to figure it out. Yep. By that time, it's already it's over. You cash the ticket. That's right. Thirteen points. I don't think that's good. Oh. <laughs>